It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Hey there, all of you Disney fans, and welcome to Disney On Demand. That's right, after two years of hiatus, Disney On Demand has returned. That's right. Now, if you're brand new to this, Disney On Demand is a weekly show that is going to just take you into that look, into that magic, the memories of your lifetime of Disney. Now, many people talk about the Walt Disney Parks, all the things that make it happen, but what about Disney in your homes? First and foremost, the one way that everybody has experienced Disney, from the moment you walk, the moment you are a child, it's always through the movies, the magic, the memories, the television specials, and more that make Disney happen. From the music and all the different ways of cuddling up as a family, sitting on the couch and enjoying those memories, or sitting back and watching Davy Crockett growing up, or the newest classics throughout Disney's live-action, animated features, and more. There's a variety of different ways that you're connected to Disney every single day, in your home, in your car, in your cubicle at work. And we're going to bring that to you here on Disney On Demand. And this week, since we are returning after a two-year hiatus, we have a very special treat, as we have none other than Bruce Boxleitner stopping in here at the show. That's right, Bruce, who is Tron himself from the 1982 Walt Disney Pictures classic Tron. He was in Tron Legacy most recently, and he's in the upcoming Disney XD Tron Uprising. He's currently on the ABC channel brand new show, GCB, and a variety of other things, including Babylon 5, The Gambler, and a list of credits that go on forever. And Bruce is going to be stopping in here on Disney On Demand very shortly. He's going to stop in, talk about Tron, Tron Uprising, his career working with Disney, and his getting inducted into the Cowboy Hall of Fame. That's right, this sci-fi veteran is getting inducted into the Cowboy Hall of Fame. So all of you Disney fans, we're just going to kick it off with some very special Disney music, keeping it fun, keeping it lighthearted, and keeping you rocking inside your cubicle at work, your home as you're cleaning, or just hanging out with your earbuds in. So let's kick off this brand new 2012 edition of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Take care, D-Heads, and uh, I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Can't go wrong It's time to cry 
The future's a land, nobody can doubt. The future is what everything's about. It's better for you, it's better for me. It's better than what everybody thought it would be. It's time to create, time to grow. If you feel right, the world, yeah, she's changing. And life's rearranging to make you feel like the future has arrived. The future has arrived. understand why you want to break into the system because man somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence hey 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 it's the big master control program everybody's been talking about kevin flynn computer genius <laughs> taken prisoner and held captive within the digital world of the computer itself inside an electronic arena where love and escape do not compute. This is Pat Carroll. 
I am so glad you're listening to Disney on Demand. And as Ursula would say, life's full of tough choices. Isn't it? <laughs> Don't forget, keep listening to Disney on Demand. Les poissons, les poissons, how I love les poissons, love to chop and to serve little fish. First I cut off their heads and I pull out their bones, ah mais oui, ça c'est toujours délicieux. Les poissons, les poissons, hi hi hi, ha ha ha, with the cleaver I hack them in two. I pull out what's inside and I serve it up fried, God I love little fishes, don't you? Here's something for tempting the palate Prepared in the classic technique First you pound the fish fat with the mallet Then you slash up the skin, give the belly a slice Then you rub some salt in, cause that makes it taste nice Zut alors, I have missed one Sacrable, what is this? How on earth could I miss such a sweet? Little succulent crab. Quel dommage, what a loss. Here we go in the sauce. Now some flour, I think, just in the dark. Now I'll stop you with bread, it don't hurt. Cause you're dead and you're certainly lucky you are. Cause it's gonna be hot in my big silver pot. To the minimum poisson au revoir. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. That it's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. So I hope all of you Disney fans are enjoying the music throughout this week's show. We have all kinds of music that we're going to be playing. Some are rare, some are new, some are classics that you know, classic versions, some new versions. And we hope to expose you to some Disney tunes out there that you just may not have heard before. But believe it or not... Everything you hear is going to be 100% Disney, including our special guests every single week. Now, since it has been a two-year hiatus, for those of you that aren't familiar with Disney Blues Disney On Demand, how did it come about? Well, in 2010, we joined up with SR Sounds and created Disney On Demand. From there, we did all kinds of special guest interviews with Kim Richards from none other than Escape to Witch Mountain, Return to Witch Mountain. We had a variety of special guests, including Chase and Hampton from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. We had Robert Guillaume, Rafiki himself, Michael Leon Woolley from Princess and the Frog. We had Margaret Carey, the original Tinkerbell, and a variety of special guests that stopped in here on Disney On Demand. Due to the timing of the show and uh, basically that time in our life, it just had to take a pause, take a moment, and step back, and Disney On Demand had to be put on hold for quite some time. Well... After thousands and thousands of emails over the course of the years constantly coming in, people still downloading the show, you have asked us to return. You've asked us to bring something special, our unique brand, our unique spin to Disney radio shows. And that's exactly what we're doing here in 2012. We're bringing Disney Blues, Disney On Demand back at you. Now, first off, there's a brand new website at www.dizradio.com. That's www.dizradio.com. Now, at the all-new dizradio.com, what you're going to find is links to all the past original Disney On Demand podcasts, our newest podcast. You're also going to find a link to our live 365 
365.com station. At our Live365.com station, Diz On Demand, that's where you can relive the parks in order throughout the week. That's right, we're updating many of the playlists, but right now we have our Magic Kingdom Mondays, where you start off on Main Street and complete your entire day in the Magic Kingdom in order. So if you're sitting there at work, you're sitting at home, and you want to feel like you're at the Magic Kingdom, we're going to make that happen. You're going to be able to go through it step by step as you would encounter all these full attractions, the full loops, the sights, the sounds, vintage attractions, and more throughout the parks. And you can find all of this right there on the homepage of the website. And also, due to popular demand, due to all the different Disney fans out there, we still have our Lifetime of Disney player right there on the homepage. Now, Lifetime of Disney, as I mentioned earlier here in the show, is just the way that Disney touches your life every single day. I've been using that term, Lifetime of Disney, for many years because Disney has been part of my life for eternity. In fact, I'm actually writing a book right now, and I'm about halfway through, called my lifetime of Disney. And there's a variety of different topics that I talk about in there, and our lifetime of Disney player is a little bit different. As you sit in your office, as you sit at work, or you're walking with your earbuds, you're working out at home, or you're riding in the car with the kids, you're always listening to Disney music and having some fun. Well, how about those Disney movies that you've seen many, many times? Those Disney films that you've seen over and over again, or those Disney films you've heard about but you've never seen? Well, you can experience those in the Lifetime of Disney Player. Right there on the homepage in a matter of seconds, absolutely free, you can listen to those films right there while you're working at your computer. That simple. It loads in seconds, and you can just sit there and while away the hours listening to your favorite Disney classics. I mean, come on, how many times have you been sitting there and Mary Poppins is stuck in your head? Well, how about just sitting there and listening to the entire film? I mean, it's no different than doing work around your house and having the TV on and you know exactly what's happening in the film. And you can find that on our Lifetime of Disney player that we've had for many years and uh, everybody asks us to keep it coming back. So in a nutshell, that is the brand new Disney On Demand. That's right. Disney On Demand is going to be coming at you every single week with all kinds of fun, all kinds of flair, and uh, just keeping it in the Disney mood. We're going to bring you all the special guests and all the voices and the people and all the different memories that make Disney happen in your living room from start to finish, from the time you were born, walking all the way through your adult life. Those magic, the memories, and appreciation for Disney are going to be explored here with our very special guests every single week that are going to delve into their fondest Disney memories, working on these films, and how Disney has touched them in bringing these roles to life for you. So all of you Disney fans, and uh, keeping the show rolling and keeping it moving on as we prepare for our special guest, Bruce Boxleitner, stopping in very soon. I'm going to hold back for a little bit, and uh, I think our DJ here is going to queue up a couple of different tunes for you, and uh, you haven't heard the last of me, but I will be back very shortly, and uh, as we get closer to entering the game grid and experiencing Tron. Share the happiest home in these hills, in these hills. Gonna 
Snag him, gag him, drag him through town Put his head in the river, let the pup drown Trap him, strap him, wrap him in a sack, yeah Tie him screaming to a railroad track We'll have you sing in chapel, you'll be the apple of mama's eye all your sewing and do your mowing, so just rely on me. Then we know you're out there, it's late. We're waiting to share the happiest home in these hills, in these hills. Gonna paw him, claw him, saw him in half. When he cries out for mercy, we'll just laugh. Dessert, yeah! Roast him gently so the flames won't hurt! Yeah! <laughs> Spread out! You'll swim and you'll Champ in your own backyard Our love is overflowing It keeps on growing We'll sleep good knowing you're home In these hills We're gonna sting them from a tree In these hills We're gonna sting them like a bee In these hills We're gonna spill them on his head In these hills We're gonna fill them full of lead In these hills In these hills In these hills Hey, D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. Beyond your imagination exists a digital world, and Tron was created to protect it, but Tron was defeated, and a darkness has descended over the grid. Bodie! Beck, there's nothing we can do. Now, one program. Tron saved the grid before. Maybe he could do it again. Fights back. Who did this? Name's Beck. He's good, but he's no Tron. This June. You really think if they believe Tron's alive, it will inspire a revolution? I know it will. On the grid. I want to do this. A new hero. I have to do this. Will reprogram. I'm ready. The future. You're not afraid? No. You should be. Tron Uprising, a brand new animated series, premieres this June, only on Disney XD.
master control program has chosen you to serve your system on the game grid. Those of you who continue to profess a belief in the users will receive the standard, substandard training which will result in your eventual elimination. Those of you who renounce this superstitious and hysterical belief will be eligible to join the warrior elite of the MCP. You will each receive an identity disc. Everything you do or learn will be imprinted on this disc. If you lose your disc or fail to follow commands, you will be subject to immediate de-resolution. That will be all. Hey there, all of you Disney fans. I hope you're enjoying the return of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And in just a couple of short moments, yes, right here on the line, I see the phone flashing. We have none other than Bruce Boxleitner. Yes, Tron himself is going to be stopping in here on Disney On Demand in just a couple of moments. So as we gear up for Bruce, as we gear up to have him on, Let's talk a little bit about Tron. Maybe you're a Disney fan, you've never had a chance to see the film, but you know it, you you love it. Or maybe you're a brand new Disney fan and this is all new to you. And hey, why not? Maybe us old dogs out there, we just want to enjoy it once again as well. Well, let's go back to 1982. And Tron is the 1982 American science fiction film that was written and directed by Steven Leisberger and released by Walt Disney Pictures. Now, everybody knows that it starred Jeff Bridges as the protagonist, Kevin Flynn, and none other than Bruce Boxleitner in a dual role as both security programmer Tron and Tron's user, computer programmer, Alan Bradley. Now, this film was phenomenal. It was cutting edge at the time, and development for Tron began back in 1976 when Leisberger became fascinated with the game Pong. Now, along with producer Donald Kushner, he set up an animation studio department to develop Tron and the intention of making it a full-fledged animated film. This later on changed down the line as live-action elements were added to it with the enhanced computer animation. Many studios rejected the storyboards well before the project was even set up in the Disney Studios and the Disney Backlot. There were so many different studios that just turned it down. They thought it was just too out there for the time. You know, it, it was the 80s. It was new. It was fresh. But at the same time, computers were very, very new. So Tron officially finally got its release from Walt Disney Pictures on July 9th, 1982 in 1,091 theaters across our beautiful, glorious United States of America. Now, overall, the film received many positive reviews from a lot of critics, and critics praised the visuals and the acting, but they criticized the storyline. I personally think that this is because they just didn't understand it. For any of you other computer geeks out there and all of you computer nerds, you you know what we're talking about. Unless you actually know the jargon, you know the terminology, you know what you're doing, it might be well over your head. But the film was a box office success. It grossed over $33 million, and Tron received nominations for Best Costume Design, Best Sound Design, and a variety of other achievements over 14 years later and one of those being the Academy Award for Technical Achievement for Tron and its legacy is how it was a pioneer of its kind. Now, Tron itself 
as the years went by, it became a cult classic with Disney fans out there. It's right up there with films like The Black Hole, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I mean, very obscure Disney titles that we're going to talk about here um, on Disney On Demand in the next couple of weeks and years and who knows. But... It did spawn a huge franchise as of recently. I mean, in 2010, they had the Toronto Rail at the Magic Kingdom and also released December 17th, 2010, was a sequel. Yes, all those years later, Tron Legacy was released, directed by Joseph Kosinski. Now, Tron Legacy had the added bonus. Now, they could have just made a sequel film or something all new or reboot it, as all the films are doing nowadays, which I just think is ridiculous. But they got Jeff Bridges, they got Bruce Boxleitner, all to reprise their roles. And might I add you in a stroke of genius, in a stroke of cutting-edge technology, having Jeff Bridges play dual roles one as his aged self and two the computer enhancements using the stunt but using a stunt body's double and computer airbrushing his face to make him look exactly as he did back in 1982 stroke of genius and i love it now tron legacy was a 2010 film that was directed by joseph kosinski and produced by steven leisberger once again now it's a sequel to the 1982 film tron with jeff bridges as kevin flynn now this film had grossed over 400 million dollars worldwide and was a huge hit now the plot and the storyline for this and how they tie it together is in 1989 Years after the original film, Kevin Flynn, the software engineer and the CEO of Encom International, disappears. And 20 years later, his son Sam, now Encom's primary shareholder, takes little interest in the company beyond just playing annual tricks on the board directors. And But he is requested by his father's friend, Encom executive Alan Bradley, Bruce Boxleitner once again, to investigate a message originating from Flynn's abandoned video arcade. There, Sam discovers a secret chamber, where he unintentionally teleports himself into the grid, the virtual reality center that was created by his father. Now, on the grid, Sam is sent to compete against a masked programmer called Rinsler, who, having realized that Sam is a human user, after seeing him bleed, takes him before Clue, a duplicate of Kevin Flynn, who rules the grid. Now, I'm not going to go on to any more of this, but let's just say both of these films are phenomenal. They are just outstanding achievements in both the Disney legacy of film and the film in terms of technological advancements for computer animation, storyline, really just, you know, talking educated to your audience, making it fun and also visually stunning. With Tron Legacy, with the developments of Blu-ray, it is phenomenal, and the Blu-ray transfer, having the full 1080p transfer for the original classic of Tron, I mean, it just makes it awesome to look at right there. Now, currently, in addition to both of those, there's also a video game called Tron 2.0, and coming this June, there is also going to be something very fun. On Disney XD, there is going to be Tron Uprising. Now, Tron Uprising is going to be an animated series that's going to have some big names attached to it, including Elijah Wood, Lance Henriksen, Mandy Moore, and Bruce Boxleitner reprising his role as Tron. Now, this is going to be a story that takes place somewhere between Tron and Tron Legacy. So I'm not going to spoil it too much because I'm hoping we can ask Bruce about this in the next couple of minutes when he stops in here on the show. So there's a lot of great things, a lot of fun things, and I don't think we've seen the last of Tron. So... 
after giving you a bit of a backstory, I can say definitely go out, get the Blu-rays before they disappear, get the DVD before they disappear, and you can always listen to the original Tron from 1982 on our Lifetime of Disney player on DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. We have it right there so you can listen to it in your cubicle after listening to the show here this week. So definitely check it out. So I see the lights flashing. All of you D-heads out there, the excitement is building. The fun is building. And we have none other than Bruce Boxleitner stopping in in a couple of minutes. So hang on to your britches. Put your ears on. Kungaloosh and have a drink from the Adventurers Club. And we're going to be right back with the one, the only, Tron himself, Bruce Boxleitner. These cars are about to be activated. Please stand clear of all cars. Motion is about to occur. Thank you. And now, let's take a ride on the People Mover. Sit back now, hang on to your seats, and get ready to experience the fantastic Super Speed Tunnel. Warning, you have invaded the electronic realm of the master computer program. Prepare for the game grid of Tron. For now, users, but take heed. Next time you may not fare so well. We're now approaching the monorail station, where you can depart on a swift, scenic trip through Tomorrowland and to the Disneyland Hotel and back. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Step right up and come on in. Here's where the fun begins. There's so much to do. Get it ready just for you. Everybody's busy bringing you a Disney afternoon. Hey! Can you feel the buzz? What you gonna feel the buzz? Because everybody's busy. Just a little dizzy. Bringing you a
Yes, you can too with Diz on Demand on Live365.com. Enjoy our virtual Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and more as you enjoy the parks once more in order from start to finish. Full attractions, parades, loops, and more. So, say it with me, I'm going to Disney World with Diz on Demand on Live365.com.
demand? I can't stand all this commotion. What do you want? I've come to communicate with my user. Difficult proposition. Difficult proposition at best. Why, I could be Derez just for letting you in here. They hate this tower. They'd close it down if they dared. They keep me around just in case one of them wants to deal with the other world once in a while. Dumont! My user has information that could... Well, could make this a free system again. <laughs> no, really. Well, you'd have programs lined up just to use this place. And no MCP looking over your shoulder. And you've been in the system as long as I have. You hear many promises, many reassurances, many brave plans. Please, Dumont. The guards are coming. There they are, with the Guardian. All right, Yuri. All right. <laughs> Who is your user program? Alan One. He calls me. May I pass? All that is visible must grow beyond itself and extend into the realm of the invisible. You may pass, my friend. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, we are here this week with a very special guest, one of Hollywood's leading men, Bruce Boxleitner. He's most recently starred with Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy, the popular sequel to Disney's cult film Tron. He's also currently on the newest ABC television show. You know him from Babylon 5, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, and a variety of different things that we're going to touch upon. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hello. Thank you. Having you here on the show, it is just, uh, you know, very special to us to have you here on Disney On Demand. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Now, most recently, of course, um, you know, you've been on Tron Legacy. You know, I guess let's just touch upon that because I know all of our Disney fans out there are going to say, Bruce is Tron. Now, back in 82, when Tron came out, uh, I, did you ever think that it would spawn such a cult following? And I guess, how did you feel landing that initial role? What were your thoughts of such cutting-edge technology of the time? Well, uh, you have to understand, that's 19, that we actually uh, did this towards the end of 1981. It came out in 1982. Um First of all, uh, the home computer, all of that, absolutely non-existent. The cell phone, non-existent. Anything that uh, young people today are using is the, the you know the social media, all of that, non-existent. Um, and we got along fine without them, by the way. This is from an old guy. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, using a payphone wasn't all that bad. Um, anyway, uh, I don't have to tell you the truth. I, I really. Uh, at the time, it was a job. It was a, a chance to do a feature film at Disney. Um, uh, Jeff Bridges was involved. I, I looked at it. I had auditioned for Luke Skywalker. I had been all these people, all these other movies. And uh, when I saw this, I didn't get that, obviously. And uh, when I saw uh, some footage that they had put together for Tron, they were interested in me. And, I, of course, I, you know, this was a career move. I had mainly been doing television. And um, so a chance to do a feature film didn't come to me very often, uh, certainly never before this. And uh, so um, I jumped at it. Uh, you know, I liked it. Um, I saw a sort of a Spartacus-type story in the game grid, you know, um, 
only in a, some sort of futuristic um, realm. Um, and little do we know that you know, Tron is one of the first, one of the few science fiction movies that actually, in its own naive little story, uh, told a, 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 of an actual future that we're living right now, the age of information, you know. Um, and look where video games and everything, the, the sophistication of video games and the popularity of them today. Tron kind of prefigured that, or, you know, um, you know what I'm saying. So, um, I, I don't know, it was just a job at the time. Uh, but here I am, how many years later, and uh, I'm doing the voice of Tron now in the new Disney um, animated series, which is coming up, uh, going to be running in June, um, Tron Uprising. And I'm very excited about that as well. I mean, Tron just is uh, just keeps going and going, and it's uh, very much a surprise to me. Um, right. a, a wonderful surprise, believe me. Well, I mean, I was ready to say, a lot of your Disney fans, I mean, with Tron, I mean, it has its own cult following. I mean, it really does. When they approached you for Tron Legacy, I guess, what were your thoughts of that? I mean, were you ecstatic about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was so uh, happy that they even considered me. You know, Jeff, I understand. Jeff went on to become a huge movie star, and uh, they so therefore they had their name and the tie-in to the original Tron. And uh, I think when I saw uh, the footage at Comic-Con, we all watched uh, when they launched that little um, uh, trailer uh, to the surprise of the fans down there at that Comic-Con. And... Um, uh, it went just crazy. You could hear it in Hall H there. They just went mad when they just sort of put this thing on. And uh, it sort of confirmed the rumors over the last uh, months that um, that Disney was serious about doing a uh, sequel to Tron. And um, I saw that immediately, and everybody was emailing me, and, uh, uh, did you see it? Did you see it? What do you think? Are you going to be in it? Blah, blah, blah. I had no idea. I had no idea. And then... Um, I did get a call from Sean Bailey and Joe Kaczynski, uh, and uh, I was so overjoyed that they wanted to include me in it. Um, you know, I, uh, I really wasn't expecting it, to tell you the truth, so it was a wonderful surprise. And of course, I wonder any any part of it, any aspect of it. So, um, yeah, it was... It was such a treat. I was very excited. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, with the Tron, you know, Tron Legacy and that, they had the Toronto Rail at the Magic Kingdom. And like you said, coming up soon is Tron Uprising, which is going to be on Disney's XD, which I just think is an awesome channel in itself, a, a channel that's dedicated to the boys and active side of Disney. I guess, uh, uh, you know, can you elaborate a little bit more as to what Tron Uprising is going to entail or what it's going to be about your role? Well, uh, we've been working on this for all of this last year. I think it's a, it's a wonderful extension of since Tron Legacy, you know. Uh, uh, I think it's the next phase of the Tron story. Um, and why not in, in an animated uh, series? It's very sophisticated. And the animation is terrific. It's 2D with, you know, uh, computer-generated animation as well. Um, but it stars uh, Elijah Wood, you know, certainly our, our Frodo and, uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, and uh, was it Lance Hendrickson, Mandy Moore, Paul Rubens, uh, huge cast um, of people, wonderful voices, wonderful characters, uh, wonderful stories, falls um, somewhere before Legacy, in between, you know, it falls in between those, uh, those, those movies, and um, 
but it very much looks like the Tron world that we're familiar with from um, Legacy. And of course, I play the wizened old warrior Tron, you know. And uh, I'm sort of the sensei here in the story, <laughs> teaching my young ward uh, how to be Tron. So uh, it's gonna, it's gonna. I, I really like it a lot. It's introducing uh, for the real fanboys involved here um, who are listening. Uh, it's got some new great vehicles, some new imaginative designs. Uh, there's this thing called a light crawler, which uh, you're going to see introduced. Uh, It'll give the, the light cycle a little um, competition. And um, I think it's been very exciting. Um, I've seen, I just saw a recent trailer we put out on USA Today and a little sneak peek of it. And, um, but we're still working on it. I still, every other week I'm going in and, uh, and doing more material. So uh, very excited about it, though. I mean, it's going to be a very exciting project. I mean, I know a lot of, you know, uh, all of our listeners and other Disney fans out there are excited now. I guess moving from the future world of Tron and, uh, you know, the icon that is Tron, uh, let's go to something completely opposite. And how about the ABC television series GCB with Kristen Chenoweth, Annie Potts. I mean, you have D uh, David James Elliott. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's still gotten a good going. Another whole, another whole world there, you know. <laughs> It's a different game grid altogether. Right, and how is it working on that? I mean, it's it's definitely a very fun show. I'm a, I'm a sort of a reoccurring, I've got a reoccurring role in this, and hopefully, uh, you never know, I, the show seems to be becoming more popular. It's very much um, geared to the ladies, uh, who are terrific in this thing. And it's a comedy, and it's something I'm trying to look for different things to do and be involved in, and... Um, you know, yes, people know me from science fiction heroes, Babylon 5 and, and Tron, but, um, you know, uh, it's great to have the opportunity to do some comedy and a sort of, um, uh, sort of a, a, a fun character. You know, I'm heading into the character roles now, which is what I, which is what I'm, you know, looking forward to. And, um, so I'm just trying to branch out and, uh, GCB seems to be doing very, very well. And it was a mid-season replacement. So we only did 10 episodes, a pilot and nine episodes. So uh, hopefully, I think ABC and Disney are very happy. But it was great being over on the Disney lot. That's where we shoot it. So uh, that brought back memories of Tron Land, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, so uh, that, that seems to be the thing going now uh, for me. Uh, I think we're waiting and see if, uh, obviously, my character didn't get killed off. So, uh, But he's a fun, uh, sort of larger-than-life uh rich, uh, swaggering Texan who, uh, is Annie Potts's uh, squeeze there. So <laughs> we'll see what happens between them. And I start, I love it. I'm working with her. She is just so much fun in this character. And the two characters are, 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 you know, just a, a great deal of fun to do. So hopefully there'll be more. Definitely. I mean, the show definitely is taking a life of its own. Um, you know, I've caught it a variety of times. My wife is definitely a fan. So, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's definitely a fun, fun show. Now, um, you know, that is, you know, the small screen, of course, television, uh, always fun to do. And I guess the first thing that a lot of people think of when I talk with them, um, of course, is, uh, you know, when you were playing on Babylon 5 and, of course, uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Um, yeah. Did you ever expect uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King to take off as much as it actually did? I mean, it's it's a fun show. Um, you know, they sell the seasons on DVD, and I know it's still very popular to this day. Oh, hugely popular. I'm so surprised with that as well. Um and in fact, uh, I get uh, uh, Twitter and, and um, I get reaction on, on these things. Uh, 
especially when the sale of the third season just uh, recently in the last week or so, uh, last two weeks. I mean, they, it's younger fans discovering this show. Obviously, they can they can find it, uh, they can stream it. But um, I, I, I'm amazed that uh, once again, um, the '80s, I guess, are back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, we had four seasons on that. My leading lady unfortunately became ill, and luckily she's she survived it. But in the 1980s, we didn't mention uh, the word cancer. Now cancer surviving, and, and thank God Kate has uh, survived that. But um, that's what had happened. Uh, she had become ill, and we couldn't continue the series any longer. But uh, I look at it, and uh, I go, who is that guy with the brown hair? Wow. Uh, <laughs> Different time. <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> it was another time, yes. I so enjoyed And that was actually my most popular, um, uh, even at the time, most popular thing. Uh, Tron kind of came and went, unfortunately, and uh, I did Scarecrow right after that. So, um, uh, and I, you know, I was very, very successful. That I enjoyed that show a great deal. But I'm surprised that the uh, the the uh, young fans are sort of discovering it for the first time. And I think they're seeing, you know, we made some good TV back then. You know, very, very entertaining, action-filled, humor, a uh, little romance. Uh, uh, we don't have a lot of that today, so. Um, I'm glad to see the young fans like it. Oh, definitely. I myself am a, a big fan of uh, '80s shows. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a young buck, but I, I do love <laughs> '80s shows. You know, coming up on forty, I still, I still remember watching a lot of that with my mother and family. Sure, and it's nostalgic so. for you as well. So you know, it's um, we harken back to a simpler time always, and uh, in our lives, and uh, it's I get that from a lot of people. You know, I was there, I watched it with my parents, I did this. And now I really appreciate it as an adult, you know? You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah, it, it, that makes me feel good. Makes right. me feel good. Those are the times that you remember. I mean, I myself have three kids. Those are the memories that they're going to grow up with as well. So That's right. That's right. Now, uh, getting back to some more sci-fi, um, you know, touching upon Babylon 5, before we actually take a full opposite role to talk about, um, Babylon 5 now, anything that's on, you know, Sci-Fi Network, Sci-Fi Fans, Babylon 5, um, it had such a huge following, especially with even all the sci-fi conventions now. And, you know, uh, uh, I will say that sci-fi fans are a monster in their own. Um, <laughs> what are some of your fondest memories of working on that show? Well, you know, there's so many. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Um, I think uh, I miss uh, my my mates that, that we have lost. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I just want to, and I don't want to be a downer here, but, you know, we lost three cast members. Uh, that's very unusual. I don't know if anybody uh, other than the original Trek fans, the original Trek, uh, Star Trek uh, cast, that we lost, and they lost them at very young ages. Um, Andreas Kasulis, uh, Jeff Conaway, and Richard Biggs. And um, I always fondly remember them, what gentlemen they were, what good actors they were. We had good actors on that show. And, uh, of course, we had wonderful material to work with. Uh, I've always said that uh, JMS, Joseph Straczynski, um, wrote the finest finest dialogue I ever got to do as an actor. And then that role as John Sheridan, I got to go from A to Z, uh, every color in Behind the Rainbow, for an actor to play. I got to do it. And um, very few times do you get that in a career. So, But, I, I, yeah, the, uh, the show had a wonderful cult feeling about it. You know, we weren't quite mainstream, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, 
you know, that was frustrating at the time of doing it because, of course, you want it to be recognized, and especially by the industry that we're in. And uh, we were always up for technical uh, Emmys, um, which was great. Um, I got two Hugo Awards, which is the most prestigious <clears throat> award in science fiction one can get. Um, you know, I just, it was a wonderful group of people. It was a wonderful, at that time, uh, like most of the things I've done, I think people ask me, well, are they going to do a, a reunion um, or something like that or a movie? I'm not. I can't say no because who would have ever thought Tron would have been made into a, a sequel? But um, I think series-wise, I don't. I, I want to answer fans when they ask me, but I don't want you to dis, you know disillusion them. Uh, I want to say you know there was a, it's capturing light, um, lightning in a bottle. Um, trying to recapture that would be very very difficult. It was the time. It was the place. It was the 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 atmosphere, and it was the people. Uh, that were all there, and we don't have those all those people anymore. And um, so, you know, it's a it's a very fond memory for me. It was a great group of kids, and um, we were out there in this warehouse in North Hollywood. Okay, we weren't on a studio lot. We we literally felt like a, a remote space station out there. <laughs> I mean, when people would come in to guest star, we'd go, "Hey." Hi, how are you? You know, what news from the outer world? <laughs> so, you know, it was a remote uh, converted warehouse, which is most of the studios have those now. It was amazing at that time. Uh, we were one of those rare things that had been a hot tub factory that had been converted into sound stages. So um, we didn't shoot it at the Warner Brothers lot, even though it was a Warner Brothers distrib distributed show. But um, anyway, just, you know, wonderful, wonderful memories. Uh, Definitely, and, I still, and we still get together the, the survivors. We still get together every once in a while. Pat Tom and Claudia Christian, myself, Joe Straczynski. Um, we have dinner once in a while. Mira Furlan and uh, and whomever we can get, and uh, we always drink a toast to our fallen brethren. So definitely. And, you know, and the show will live on forever. Now, you know, moving on from sci-fi, you know, you've you've had your role of cowboys, you know, from being in the gambler films with, uh, you know, with uh, country legends and things like that. Now, that's going to lead me to a big day coming up for you. And that's getting inducted into the Cowboy Hall of Fame. Now, that's new news to me. I, I I'm like, wow, all this sci-fi stuff. And he's a cowboy. I guess. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Well, I started in Westerns. And I, I started in 1975. My first big thing that I was in was in a big sprawling Western miniseries with uh, James Arness, who had just recently left Gunsmoke, and for who was a TV star for 21 years on the most popular television show, which was Gunsmoke. Still has uh, unsurpassed uh, sort of as a uh, reigning king of hour-long television dramas. It was on 21 seasons. Um, and uh, he uh, sort of handpicked me to play his nephew in this uh, sprawling series called How the West Was Won for ABC. Ironically, I'm back on ABC again. Um, and I started in that, and it was uh, I did a lot of westerns, um, a lot of TV westerns, only never, never movies, because there weren't a lot of movies being made. The western was kind of dying out, or it was fewer and fewer um, in, in motion pictures and the movies. So... Um, Television was sort of its last stand, and uh, I was very fortunate to be a young uh, guy. I, was, um, I just was always in love with the Western genre, and um, 
I got to do it. I got to work with some of the last greats, uh, from Kirk Douglas to well, certainly Kenny Rogers when he was hitting his stride as the, in The Gambler. I did all of those movies with him um, throughout the 80s, but I started in the 70s doing a lot of westerns. Um, and um, so I'm sort of getting recognized for that. Uh, strangely enough, I, I've led, I used to have a ranch, I had horses, uh, all of that stuff. I lived a very western lifestyle. Even when I was doing Babylon 5, I was the original space cowboy. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'd go home from my space station and saddle up a horse and go right into the hills. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I did live that lifestyle as well. I used to team rope. Um, I was uh, did that a lot in the 80s. Uh, so um, uh, the pro rodeo cowboys. And um, so I'm going to Oklahoma. I originally was there in 1976 at the Western Heritage um, uh, Museum, the Cowboy Hall of Fame. They have a hall of great Western performers. James Arness is in that. Um, uh, uh, I'm being inducted along with... Um, Posthumously, another uh, great star from the 50s, uh, uh, Fess Parker, who played Davy Crockett originally, uh, my baby boomer hero, and um, and then Daniel Booney had a long-running series of uh, that. And um, anyway, it's a prestigious award that I originally got in 1976. I was standing there with Sam Elliott in Oklahoma City, and we got this Wrangler Award. It was for the pilot of How the West Was Won. And... Um, Sam Elliott was there for a television movie that he had done, and uh, now here I am back uh, these many years later, uh, receiving another Ranger Award and being inducted into the Hall of Fame, so I'm very, very proud of it. It's going to be along with John Wayne, Gary Cooper, uh, you name them, yeah, but most most important to me, my hero and mentor, uh, James Arness, because he was the guy who really changed my life around. He picked me for that role, and it gave me a career that um, well, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today uh, if it not had been for his final decision on who he wanted to play his uh, young uh, co-star. So, um, right, you know, pretty, and, pretty and, thrilling. Right, that's the kind of thing that comes full circle. I mean, it, it started your career, and you know, your career is going strong. And like you said, it's a, uh, uh, it's an honor to you know kind of bring it back full circle for uh, you know being alongside the people that helped you you know get where you are. The reason why you're talking to us, the reason why you have you know Tron and Babylon Five and this entire legacy that um, everybody loves. I mean, you know, everybody knows the name, and uh, you um, know, it's uh, it's. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Jim was very special. And last year he passed away at 88 or 9, and um, I was one of only two actors at his funeral. And I found that a great privilege. He wanted me there. And, um, you know, I carried him to his grave. And uh, it was, it was talk about really full circle. Um, that was, a, that was a, quite a time for me. You know, he had been a sci-fi uh, icon as well. He was in the he was the thing in the original movie of the thing, the Howard Hawks production. That um, what it spawned what uh, two or three remakes and, yes. and all sorts of things. But he was the original, and he was also in a great movie back in the fifties called Them, about the uh, <laughs> atomic ants that attacked. Uh, Fantastic film. <laughs> Tacked LA, and it's, it's still a thrilling movie. I mean, they were two great science fiction classics, and uh, that was long before he'd start Gunsmoke. But um, anyway, uh, it is kind of strange. And uh, He was a wonderful man, and I will forever be grateful that uh, he was in 
instrumental in, in creating my career. Well, you know, I guess, uh, uh, you know, in touching upon a lot of different things that we've done, um, you know, come in full circle, uh, you know, let you, we don't want to keep you too long here with the interview, uh, but uh, is there anything that you have coming up um, beyond, uh, you know, that we've already touched base upon that you can clue us into, or where else are we going to be able to see the name Bruce Boxleitner in the next uh, year or so? Well, hopefully GCB. Uh, you know, we're sort of in limbo on that. I, I, I mean, I don't know anything more than that. But, um, no, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm trying to, uh, it's the eternal work of an actor. You're trying to get the next job. So um, I don't have anything uh, now coming out other than uh, the Uprising series. Uh, I do have a National Geographic special that I hosted uh, called War Elephants of Mozambique. And that's coming out, and um, that's about it right now. Just trying to get another job, you know. It's um, always the eternal search. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it's not over. Uh, I'm happy to say I'm about to turn 62 years old, and I'm still working. And in this day and age, my friend, um, that's pretty much of an accomplishment, I'll tell you. So, right, you know, and, and you have a legacy though that's going to go on forever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm I'm not worried about anything. I'm having a great time. Great, great time. <laughs> well, you know, it was our pleasure having you on. And like I said, all of our listeners out there, you know, great catalog, television, film. Um, you know, of course, all the Tron fans out there. And, of course, uh, Tron Uprising coming up on Disney XD uh, very soon in the next couple of months. I mean, there's just a lot of fun things. It was an honor having you on and taking the time out of your day to speak with us here at Disney On Demand. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Jonathan, very much. And everybody at Disney On Demand. I, you know, I'm a Disney guy. I mean, way back in 1955, I, I wanted to come to California because I wanted to go to Disneyland <laughs> <laughs> and wear a coonskin cap and be uh, Davy Crockett. So um, I, I guess it kind of made it eventually. You know, Definitely. I, did. I got there. It, so, it's, it's thank a name, you so much. I was going to say, it's a name in the Disney company that uh, is going to go down in the Disney history books with all of, uh, all the fanboys out there. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. I promised you that if I ever got any information about your dad, I'd tell you first, right? I was Paige last night. Came from your dad's office at the arcade. So? So? The number's been disconnected for 20 years. Two nights before he disappeared, he came to my house. He said he was about to change everything. Science, medicine, religion. He wouldn't have left that, Sam. He wouldn't have left you. Alan, you're acting like I'm going to find him sitting there working. Just, hey, kiddo, lost track of time. That'd be something.
Disney On Demand. This is Corey Burton saying, please keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the headphones at all times. Thank you. Got a whale of a tale to tell you lads, a whale of a tale or two, about the flapping fish and the girls I love, a night's like this with the moon above, a whale of a tale and it's all true, I swear by my tattoo. I swear by my tattoo There was Mermaid Minnie Met her down in Madagascar She would kiss me Anytime that I would ask her Then one evening Her flame of love blew out Well, blow me down and pick me up She swapped me for a trout Oh, blow me down and pick me up She swapped me for a trout Got a whale of a tail to tell you lads A whale of a tail or two About the flapping fish and the girls I love A night's like this with the moon above A whale of a tail and it's all true I swear by my tattoo I swear by my tattoo There was Typhoon Tessie Met her on the coast of Java When we kissed I Bubbled up like molten lava Then she gave me The scare of my young life Well, blow me down And pick me up She was the captain's wife Oh, blow me down And pick me up She was the captain's wife Got a whale of a tail To tell you lads A whale of a tail or two About the flapping fish And the girls I love A night's like this With the moon above a whale of a tail and it's all true A whale of a tail and it's all true I swear by my tattoo Got a whale of a tail, got a whale of a tail, got a whale Welcome back, all of you D-heads. I hope you're enjoying the tunes and all the different fun here on Disney On Demand. I want to thank Bruce Boxleitner once again for stopping in here on the show. Now, if you haven't had a chance to check out all the different things that Bruce has done, you can find a variety of his different shows and movies on DVD and Blu-ray, including Tron, the original classic from 1982, awesome film and the blu-ray transfer is phenomenal you can also find him in tron legacy the film that came out in 2010 and the blu-ray is chock full of all kinds of additions special effects it's visually stunning and it's a great storyline and he did a fantastic job in that as well and tune in to disney xd this june where you can find him on tron uprising the all-new animated television show exclusively on disney xd now don't limit yourself there if you are a fan of bruce boxleitner or maybe this is the first time you've heard of him and you like what you heard definitely check out his other works you can find all the different gambler films on dvd you can get the first three seasons of scarecrow and mrs king you can find him in a variety of different places including the entire babylon 5 series on dvd don't limit yourself go check it out go to amazon go to best buy any of the different stores and check them out there i could link you through the website but you know what just go out and find them you're going to be able to find them anywhere just go to best buy go to amazon go to ebay check them out online you're going to be able to find something from bruce boxleitner so all of you d heads i hope you enjoyed bruce fantastic guest here on the show so I'm keeping this week's Disney On Demand very fun, very brief, and very short. So there's a lot of great things that are going on within the Disney community. A lot of fun projects, including new movies, new specials, all kinds of things happening throughout the parks, including the return 
of Orange Bird in Adventureland. So that's going to be fun as well. But there's a variety of fantastic Disney podcasts and websites out there that already cover park information. So definitely go check those out. Great resource for all of your Disney World and Disneyland park news. Fantastic sites out there. Go check them out and give them a listen. All right, all of my Disney friends, my Disney family, and all of you that live Disney day in and day out and pass it on down to your children as well. I want to thank you once again for tuning in to this week's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. We hope we kept it entertaining for you, kept it fun, and, uh, you know, just added that little break in the middle of the week for you to have a little bit of rest, relaxation, and uh, just some fun while you're hanging out to your computer, working out, popping in those earbuds, taking a walk, and introduce you to some of the people that make all that Disney magic happen. We'd also like to thank our very special guest, Bruce Boxleitner, for stopping in here this week. Fantastic person on and off the screen, and we wish him the best of luck with getting inducted into the Cowboy Hall of Fame coming up very shortly, so there's a lot of fun things that are taking place. I'd also like to thank all of the Disney fans and community that wanted this to happen, all the Disney fans and community that have shot the emails over the years and really want Disney On Demand to return. So thank you once again for tuning in every single week. Now all the different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand is, of course, you can always drop us a line via email, DisneyBlue, that's B-L-U, at A-T-T dot or you can give us a call on the Magical Memories voicemail line. There you can leave our feedback, comments, questions, guest ideas. You can join the D-Team here at Disney On Demand. You can suggest player additions for our Lifetime of Disney Player, a variety of different things, including leaving your very own Magical Memory. Now, we want you to leave your magical memory on the voicemail line, of course, whether that's movie, music, the parks, any way that Disney has touched your life. We want to ask you how it has touched your life. And you can always call that at 641-715-3900, extension 937184. Now, you don't have to worry about memorizing this or writing it down. Just go to DizRadio.com. The Talk to Us tab has all the information there as well. We look forward to hearing from you, and uh, definitely, definitely tune in next week because we have a very special guest tuning in next week as we have none other than Jim Cummings. Yes, Disney veteran to no end is going to be stopping in here on Disney On Demand. The voice of Winnie the Pooh, the voice of Tigger, a variety of other Disney popular voices. I mean, he is just an icon within the Disney company. And Jim Cummings is going to be stopping in here on Disney Blues Disney On Demand next week. So definitely tune in for that one. So all of my Disney friends, all my Disney family, I'm going to bid you farewell with a little bit of faith, trust, pixie dust, and leave you a little bit of Lifetime of Disney for the rest of the week. So hang on, D-heads, put on your ears, give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. And we'll leave you with a little bit of music from our DJ here at Disney On Demand. And tune in next week for a little more Disney fun. This is Jonathan signing off.
Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. All of us at Epcot Center are glad to have you as our guests today. We welcome you and hope you find your day with us to be a most enjoyable one. Walt Disney was a dreamer and a doer, a man who cared about the world and its problems. He believed that people could develop solutions to problems if equipped with information, technology, and opportunity. Epcot Center has been created to showcase prototype concepts and technologies that may someday serve people everywhere. This is the essence of Epcot Center, a collective endeavor by people for people in the hope for a better world. From all of us of the Disney family, we hope you enjoy your stay in Epcot Center. And now we ask for your safety and those around you that you walk slowly and carefully to your first destination. Have a great day and welcome to the 21st century.
thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.